I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning. KSL Newstime is 5.30. Tim has the day off. KSL's top story this hour. An investigation ramps up this morning after a house explosion in Cache County kills one and sends two others to the hospital. Let's go live to the scene now where we find KSL News Radio's Hugo Rickard-Bell. Hugo? Amanda, it is still too dark to completely tell you exactly what went down here in Cache County. But I can tell you just from the headlights of vehicles driving past, I'm getting glimpses of what is a pretty catastrophic scene. There's just piles of debris everywhere. There's still a sour smell of burnt lumber in the air. And I've found spots in the snow meters away from the blast where things have landed. Whatever caused this certainly made a decent crack of it. And what we know so far is two individuals have been taken to hospital last night after the blast. A neighbor said off record that he's heard cries for help inside. And apparently one individual was found outside on the ground. After a grueling initial scene investigation, it was discovered last night around midnight that a third individual was found dead on the scene. It's not confirmed who exactly that is, and once the sun's risen, the investigation does look to be continuing. I've spoken to the officer who's here just securing the scene, uh, and he says it's a close, small-knit community, and this will certainly rattle them uh, once once they wake up. Reporting live from the scene, Hugo Ricard-Bell, KSL News Radio. One person died and another injured in an avalanche in Weber Canyon. KSL News Radio's Dan Baumis tells us the slide yesterday afternoon was the first avalanche fatality of the year in Utah. The avalanche happened in a backcountry area near Oakley. Summit County Sergeant Felicia Sotelo told KSL-TV's Ashley Moser... They responded with multiple resources. Multiple agencies responded, so search and rescue, the sheriff's office, LifeLight, AirMed, saw some at EMS. A statement from the sheriff's office says the man who survived was taken to the hospital. He's expected to recover. There have been almost 500 avalanches total in the state so far this year. Dan Bomas, KSL News Radio. Two roofs gave way under the pressure of heavy snow in Cache County. One of those was on a single-wide trailer in Hiram. Uh, KSL News Radio's Mark Jackson reports the other was at a Wellsville Recovery Center. Owners of the Wellsville Recovery Center say the roof over the pool collapsed and 30 individuals were safely evacuated. A press release sent last night says the collapse occurred in an unused portion of the facility. Owners say they have contacted a structural engineer to assess the building's safety before those evacuated can re-enter. Family of those clients have been notified that their loved ones are safe. Staff at the facility say they are grateful to the Cass County Fire Department, the sheriff office and Cache Valley Transit for all their help. Mark Jackson, KSL News Radio. Avalanche forecasters say roofs collapsing aren't the only problems for all the snow building up. KSL TV's Matt Rascone reports in the town of Brighton, snow sliding off a roof 
crushed a Tesla. Avalanche forecasters tell me that not only have we had a big snow year so far, but those freezing temperatures have kept that snow piling higher and higher. Add rain, wind, warmer temperatures, and the snow can be dangerous. The mayor says that most of the homes up in the canyon in his town are built for this kind of snow, and many people have been proactive in getting on the roof and shoveling it off. Brighton Mayor Dan Knopp says the problem of roof launches, or instead of roof launches, instead of avalanches, is made worse by metal roofs. A portion of roadway in American Fork Canyon is closed today while crews do avalanche control work. State Route 144, which connects drivers on the Alpine Loop to Tibble Fork Reservoir, is not scheduled to reopen until early Saturday morning. All this snow means we will have a lot of moving water this spring. And Utah's water infrastructure is getting a boost after this year's legislative session. Outdated aqueduct systems that serve more than 2 million Utahns are getting a revamp thanks to $50 million in funding allocated by lawmakers. The Desert News reports aqueducts in Utah County, Salt Lake, and Davis counties are all getting upgrades now that regulators say they're pretty dated and vulnerable to earthquakes. Systems for recycling water and cloud seeding technology also got a chunk of funding to help keep the state's water systems up and running smoothly. Kate Davis, KSL News Radio. First look traffic now, and back over to you, Andy. And uh, the drive's been okay this morning. No crashes to report yet, but uh, road conditions get progressively worse on I-80 as you go up towards Parley Summit, where you'll be driving on some snowy conditions on the road. Uh, it's coming down pretty hard as well, affecting drivers on Highway 40 between Park City and Heber City and through uh, Provo Canyon as well, right near Deer Creek Reservoir. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL's top national stories this hour. California's governor is requesting a presidential emergency declaration for his state that has been hit with back-to-back storms. Heavy rain and high winds hammered California's central coast overnight, triggering mudslides and forcing road closures. Up to eight more feet of snow could fall in the Sierra Nevada mountains, where homes and businesses were buried in recent storms. The California National Guard and CAL FIRE have been dropping hay to cattle down below who are stranded in the snow. In Southern California, the death toll is expected to rise after back-to-back blizzards devastated mountain communities east of Los Angeles. The San Bernardino Sheriff's Office now says at least 13 people have died since the first storm. ABC's Andrew Dimbert reporting. The Labor Department's February employment report is due out this morning. The government's January jobs report was unexpectedly strong, with more than half a million jobs created. Many economists think it was a one-off, though, and that this morning's numbers will be much more in line with what we've been seeing over the past few months in the neighborhood of 200,000 jobs. That may be lower than last month, but it shows the economy is still growing, just maybe a little more slowly. ABC's Daria Albinger reporting. President Biden is out with a blue print for his re-election campaign. President Biden in battleground Pennsylvania, outlining his $6.8 trillion budget plan at a rally in Philadelphia. My plan is going to reduce the deficit by $3 trillion over 10 years. The plan calls for new spending on things like family leave and universal pre-K. It would also shore up Medicare and aim to lower prescription drug costs. His budget has no chance of passing in the Republican-led House, but the president is using it to lay the groundwork for an expected re-election bid. ABC's Lindsay Watts reporting from Washington. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.